just when you thought 2020 couldn't get any better. This is the Halloween special from Paranormal One. to a special Halloween edition of Paranormal One. Thanks, everybody. Glad you could join us. Mike Grasso here along with Steve Bartell and Josiah Lee Henson. How you doing, fellas? Good, Mike. How are you? Good, good. You're doing great. Ready for Halloween. Um, as we record this, it's just a couple days to go. And um, our special treat to you, the listeners, is a very short episode. And hopefully, um, bringing some some interesting Halloween stuff into your life into the holiday. So we are going to get right into things here, and um, I guess we should give it a spin. Sure. And I'm gonna try to make as much noise as I can while doing this. And let's see, who will it be? All right. Let's hear it. All right. So my topic for this week is strange and bizarre Halloween traditions from around the world. Nice. So I've got a list of them here. Some will, some of them will be quick. Some of them will be a little bit longer. But the first <laughs> one I have is called Tricks for Treats. Now, this is a Midwestern tradition. Um, mostly the cities of Des Moines and St. Louis do this. Instead of just saying trick-or-treat and getting candy, they have to say tricks for treats. Then the child is required to tell a bad joke in order to get, get the candy. It's, we will live like kings. Right. It's unclear where this originated or, or why this began um, and why it continues for that matter, yet, yet it does. So I had never heard of that before, you know, and I have no. friends in both cities, so hmm. that one was new on me. Um, another interesting and strange tradition that this one is from ireland it's called the barmbrack the tradition of barmbrack involves a fruitcake that is said to be able to predict the future of the eater <laughs> similar to the mardi gras king cake uh it's able to predict wealth love or a lifetime spent alone so the, <laughs> <laughs> nice. the fruit cake contains uh molson wrapped treats i guess molson is a cloth and uh, they're baked into the cake. If the cloth contains a ring, it could mean romances in the cards. Um, a coin would indicate wealth is on its way. And a thimble means you are doomed to never marry. Ooh. What if you get that Band-Aid that fell off Grandma's <laughs> finger? <laughs> I don't even know. I, I would speculate, okay. you know, sickness in your future. <laughs> Especially if you didn't catch it until it was too late so anyways you're chewing on it mm. <laughs> tastes like grandma <laughs> oh. God. so the next one is staring into a dark mirror and this originated in the uk and north america um this one's similar to the black scrying mirror that we uh that we have experimented with our, yeah, we've used that. Yep, yep, Conover and, and different places. So sort of like the old Bloody Mary game, this divination technique involves a young man or woman turning off all the lights and staring into a mirror. 
Eventually, the viewer will see the face of his or her future wife or husband peering over his or her shoulder. But if the voyeur was to die before getting married, he or she would see a skull. Some traditions would call for the person to walk to the mirror backwards. Others require the viewer to brush their hair three times, while others demand you eat an apple cut into exactly nine pieces. Some superstitions require the activity take place at exactly midnight, but these rules vary from place to place. So, like, if you're, like, a 13-year-old girl looking into a mirror and there's, like, a 30-year-old guy looking over your shoulder, that's okay because you're going to get married later. And <laughs> Yeah, that's a good point. They didn't say anything about the age. You know, it's not little Billy yeah. from, from school. You know, it's future Billy and middle age and balding, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so, anyways. So many questions. So many questions. The next one is leaving a snack out and the lights on. And this originated in Austria. Um, in Austria, you're expected to leave bread and water out and keep the lights on after you go to bed uh, during the full week of All Saints Week between October 30th and November 8th. These items will happily welcome dead souls back to Earth during the one time of the year that they can visit the mortal world. Of course. Yeah. Bread and water. Yep. Yeah, because that's <laughs> what you want. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's what I want in, my, in the afterlife. Yeah. yeah. Like prison food, you know, yeah. or whatever. I don't know. <laughs> Here's some hard tech, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> so the next one is hiding knives, and this originated in Germany. Germany's Halloween celebration is sort of similar to Austria's in that residents traditionally believe that spirits will return on Halloween night. Rather than leaving out bread and water, Germans are careful to put away any knives before bed because they don't want the spirits to hurt themselves. So they'll do this. Seriously? <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> we, <laughs> we don't want those old ghosts to That's right. hurt themselves. They might die. And yeah, that would be terrible. <laughs> or, or cut themselves and need a ghost band-aid, you know? Nope. Oh, it's in grandma's nut roll or whatever it was. What was the fruitcake? Fruitcake. So yeah, that so on oh. it says on Saint on All Saints Day, November first, Germans often go to the graves of their relatives, but throughout the week is when they will hide the knives. <laughs> you know, I, I thought you were saying that because they were afraid that the ghosts would come after it and get take the knives and hurt somebody with them. <laughs> well yeah, that that's the first thought, you know, but but yeah, no, it's but no, no, it's for the ghost's own safety. Kind of sounds like, okay. you know, yeah. You know, they can't run with scissors and <laughs> play with knives. No knife play. Okay. We'll go with that. I was going to say, it reminds me of England where, you know, knives are illegal and everything, but I don't want to offend any of our British listeners, you know. There's only a small percentage of our listeners. <laughs> From there, sure, sure. So, yeah, until they step up their game. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So, what uh, do we have? Um, less than one percent, fewer than one percent is are from the UK. So gotcha, gotcha. We'll and, apologize later when they start listening. Of course, they might agree that banning of knives is crazy, anyways. So, <laughs> anyways, the next one is also from England. Well, is from England. Throwing objects into a bonfire. So many hmm. many festivities now associated with Guy Fawkes Day were originally Halloween traditions in England. But after the country went Protestant, they needed a new holiday to celebrate instead of All Saints Day. After Guy Fawkes' plot was foiled on November 5th, 
the festivities were shifted five days later. However, they are still similar to the old English Halloween celebrations. One of the most popular traditions for the holiday was to build a massive bonfire. Once they were burning, they became a great tool for divination. People would throw stones, vegetables, and nuts into the bonfire to frighten away ghosts, and what happened to the objects was said to predict the thrower's future. If a pebble tossed into the fire seemed to disappear by the morning, the thrower was doomed to die in the next year. If lovers threw nuts into the fire and they exploded, then the couple would suffer from a troubled marriage. <laughs> okay, I've been trying to resist here, but I just can't now. Yeah, nuts. So, <laughs> I did say nuts. I mean, throw your nuts into a bonfire, yeah, bad <laughs> things are going to happen. And if they explode, <laughs> they're going to bust open. They're a little dehydrated. <laughs> Okay, just you said a massive bonfire. Yes, I wrote those words down. Massive bonfire, and if you can't find the pebbles in there, you're gonna die. Yeah, that's a good point. I guess you better sift through it till you find the darn thing. You know. Okay, I'm just not gonna do that one. I'll take a chance with my nuts. <laughs> okay. So I, the next one I'm gonna skip over because it may or may not come up in a later segment. So I'm going to, I'm going to politely pass through that one. Uh, the next one is called Oban, the solemn festival. Okay. And this originated in Japan. It says the solemn festival of lanterns in Japan doesn't take place during October, but rather in August, though the intent is still in the Halloween vein. It's a time for people to light a paper lantern for their dead relatives, say a prayer and illuminate the way for returned or lost spirits. This also takes place in Korea where many will take fruit and rice to the tombs of their ancestors while thanking them for their hard work. Hmm. So I got one of those paper lanterns one time for Christmas, set it off, and immediately lit a tree on fire. Oh, no. Yeah, so that was cool. That was one of the, the, the flying ones, right? Where the, where the flame makes it buoyant and everything? Correct. Nice. And then the next year, the state fire marshal outlawed them. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, th- those are illegal? Yeah, and then Rockford, two years later, had a massive "Let Your Lantern Go" night. Yeah, I know. Well, in confliction with really? the state. Oh yeah, we, we've we've been launching those for years. Like for yeah. for my my wife's uncle who passed away and everything, and just all kinds of yeah. I still have the email that's saying that they're outlawed. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so, the next one is Teng Chie, and this uh, originated in China. In China, the Feast of the Hungry Ghosts takes place around Halloween. Bonfires and lanterns are lit to guide dead relatives that return to the world, and food is placed in front of their portraits so they can fatten up before winter. Hmm. It's just a little bit of... The hungry fat ghost. <laughs> well, that that's... Yeah. The, the writer in the one article that I was drawing these from had, you know, quite the sense of humor and everything. <laughs> <laughs> The next one is called Pichom Ben, and it originated in Cambodia. A Cambodian celebration that occurs in September, Pichom Ben is the time when local Buddhists will go to their family, go with their family to local temples carrying beans and sweet sticky rice, all wrapped in banana leaves. They hear speeches from monks, listen to music, and party like only the karmically correct can, all to honor the dead. <laughs> so. Boy, that... <laughs> there's, there's a party for you. Don't I miss that invite. I hope we don't offend any of our Cambodian listeners. Um, the, the karmically correct. Yes. So uh, the next one is called 
talking to the dead, and this originated in the Czech Republic. In the Czech mm. Republic, Halloween is known as the commemoration of all the departed. During this time, many will take flowers and trinkets to the graves of their loved ones, but they will also put chairs around the fire so they can talk with those who have left this mortal coil. So it's just another similar one, similar to the England one, as well as some of the other uh, Asian ones as mm. well. But they're able to, they believe, communicate with, with their deceased. The next one is called Fave Dia Morti, which translates to Beans of the Dead. And this beans? one, beans. This one originated in Good. Italy. Fava beans. <laughs> <laughs> so again, this is the one author that I of their article that I was reading. He says, Italians celebrate Halloween the way Italians do most everything with incredible food. They cook. Up, <laughs> oh, okay. They cook up large bean-shaped cakes along with a whole feast for departed relatives. Then they throw open their doors and leave home to go to church. Okay. Sure. Sure. I mean, yeah. That's uh, just beans. Fave dia morte. Morti. I mean, I, okay. I guess. No. 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 To be fair, it's not a bean flavored cake. It just says bean shaped cakes. But oh. you know, fave dia morti. It made me think of yeah. um, Hannibal Lecter in the Red Dragon when he she's like, Hannibal, what is this divine looking amuse bouche? And he says, My dear, I fear if I tell you, you wouldn't eat it. And he was serving <laughs> human beings along right. with fava beans, you know, human beans. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> yep. It's just of all things, a bean. Yeah. There's a bean. I I mean, beans are okay, but they're not the most exciting food I've ever encountered. <laughs> True. Let's make a cake shaped like a bean. So the next one is called Burning Money and Fruit, and this one originated in Hong Kong. Hong Kong already don't like it. <laughs> Hong Kong celebrates the Yulan, which is the festival of hungry ghosts, a little differently than most of China. Instead of just putting out food and lighting lanterns, they often will burn items for the dead, including fruit and money. They'll also torch photographs and anything else they believe will bring comfort and succor to the dead. Sukor, sorry. Yeah. Hmm. The, the next one is called apple peeling, and this is from Scotland. In Scotland, uh. it's customary to peel an apple around the time of Halloween, making sure to keep the skin in one long strip. You're then to throw the peel over your back so that it can fall in an arrangement of letters that will spell the name of the person you are going to marry. Yeah, interesting one. The, the other article said give the first initial of the person you are meant to marry. I did see that one. Yeah. Yeah, that seems a little more reasonable. Yeah, I guess the, the whole name, if it's a long one, just, you know. But but yeah, but but nevertheless, you're peeling it and all in one single it's got to be one continuous piece. If you break it, then you got to start over, you know? Gotcha. Yeah. It's like, Hey, here's my fiance. Her professor. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, what can you make out of that? I don't know. Yeah. That's a good question. Wow. So. I've waited all my life to run into you. <laughs> it's cursive. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> What's cursive. So the next one is devil's night, which originated in North America. Um, and it's also known as Mischief Night, Cabbage Night, mm. Mat Night, Bonfire Night, Miggy Night, Tic Tac Night, Corn Night, Trick Night, Mickey Night, Gate Night, Hell Night, and Goosey Night. Mm. 
Did you say Suge Knight? You just made some Steve? of those up. I did not say Suge Knight. Okay. You know. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so this scary celebration usually takes place the night before Halloween, though sometimes it occurs as late as November 4th in New England. Um, South Dakota, Detroit, Winnipeg, Quebec, and other parts of North America also participate. Revelers perform a variety of tricks on this night, ranging from stealing rotten fruit from local farms and throwing it at people to setting fire to cars and buildings. Doorbell ditching, egging, and toilet papering are all common pranks that night as well. In Detroit, the practice became so violent and dangerous that volunteers began organizing Angels Night, keeping an eye out for crimes and trying to deter arson and vandalism before it could happen. Up to 40,000 volunteers patrol the streets on Angels Night, which has drastically reduced the chaos from the city's Devil Night. Now, if you remember, the movie The Crow took place in Detroit Mm. and everything on Devil's Night and stuff. It gets crazy. Those poor firefighters were constantly battling blazes Mm. they shouldn't have been battling. Sure. Sure. Yeah. So, yeah. So, that is the second to last one. The final one I have is it originated in Mexico and Latin America and is known as El Dia de los Muertos. So in the Latin world, Halloween is a three-day-long celebration that starts on October 31st. The celebration is known as El Dia de los Muertos, or Day of the Dead, and has been celebrated since prehistoric Mexico to celebrate the memory of those who have passed. Villages villages will hold parades during this time that feature dancers dressed as skeletons and a living person inside a coffin that is carried by ushers. Families believe the spirits of their loved ones return during this time of year, so they construct an altar in their living room adorned with candy, flowers, photographs, water, and some of their relatives' favorite foods. Candies are burned to help guide the deceased home. Oh, candles are burned to help guide the deceased home. I'm like, what a shame. Why would you burn (laughs) perfectly good candy? (laughs) Um, On November 2nd, relatives relatives gather at the cemetery to enjoy a picnic often featuring skull-shaped treats and reminisce about those they have lost. They also clean and repair the gravesite and then adorn it with flowers, wreaths, and paper streamers. In recent years, revelers have started wearing Halloween costumes to the picnic, fusing American traditions with traditional Latin ones. And that being the most nice. well-known and popular one, that's that's all I got. Yeah. I would love to go down there and experience that one time in my life. I agree. I agree. Burn some candy. <laughs> the only candy I'm burning is that orange and black bullshit that doesn't have any writing oh, on the outside of it. Those are good. The peanut butter flavored ones. <laughs> I hate it. <laughs> are they as bad as Peeps? Mm, I don't mind Peeps too much. Okay. Okay. Yeah, Peeps are okay. <sighs> I, I'll eat Peeps on like a s'more, but I just I can't just mm. munch on them. You know, yeah. it's sugar poured over marshmallow. That's. <laughs> Although they just just imagine that they're like real birds and you're buying the heads off. It makes it a lot easier. Peep, peep. None of us could get peeps this year because of COVID. Oh, yeah. The, the peeps plant stopped making peeps and they weren't available at Easter time, I believe. Or, oh, unless, what a shame. Unless they said for next year they're not going to have any because they've shut down production or something like that. But hmm. Yep. Well, that's awful. Yes. You need the peeps. All right, Josiah, you ready to see sure. who goes next? I'm sorry, I was really led that off in a poor way here. Unless you have to do another one, Steve. I could I could fake my way through it. Is that me? Yep. That's me. Okay. 
So I started looking at crazy, awful things that happened on Halloween, and surprisingly, there's a lot of them. Um, but something that I really found interesting sort of bounced off of something that happened in 1982. A lot of people might remember the uh, Tylenol murders in Chicago. So this was like at the end of September and beginning of October 1982. Uh, seven people ended up dying. They never really found the person who did it. But um, they they, they, they kind of got a guy that <laughs> he's been he served a lot of time in jail for things related to it, like trying to um, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for here, like blackmail a uh, million dollars from Johnson and Johnson, and so he's been kind of say, serving a lot of time in jail. But Halloween following that was a really tense time. A lot of people were worried about. Um, uh, items and poison and needles and things like that showing up in candy which never really played out there were some copycat things that came, that happened but uh, nothing that was really attached to these things to, to the Tylenol murders directly but well that's a fun little fact um, <laughs> did, the, did, didn't so were you going to explain what happened with the Tylenol murders uh, or were you going to move on? Well, I mean, not, not real. I mean, I, I would just sort of jump bouncing off that. But, yeah, I mean, there were, I think there were in the Chicago area, mm -hmm. there were several bottles where the capsules were tainted with cyanide. And, uh, in fact, there was one person who died and his, they didn't know why. They knew he was dead. He had been poisoned. And the family was really distraught. And two family members went home and also took some pills took some tylenol out of the same bottle and they died jeez i was gonna say because i remember that happening I, I remember living through that yeah. but i know the look on josiah's face he hadn't heard of it before i'd heard about the candy being tampered but i never knew anything about the tylenol stuff yeah when you go to the store now and you get a bottle of anything and it's got the tamper seal on it and and um, you know the foil on top mm -hmm. and the tape that's got all the writing on it that's all coming from this before wow. that you could you know basically pop a jar of something open yep. and there was no safety seal at all on it yep. so that really changed the way that uh, we we buy things now i'm surprised it didn't happen more apparently it just takes the one huh but all of these widespread fears of candy being tampered with there have been spikes and instances of it, uh, but quite often what they find is it's, um, I would say, an inside job. Uh, if a kid gets poisoned, it's more likely to be his family that did it and tried to make it look like it was a random type of thing. So um, not that it hasn't happened otherwise, but that's usually what how, how these things play out. But there were some instances where people put up some pretty convincing Halloween displays. Turns out that they were really bad accidents oh, <laughs> that wow. happened. Wow. So uh, in 2013, a mailman in Denver came across what he thought was a pretty authentic looking Halloween decorations on somebody on somebody's porch. Uh, turned out to be a real dead person. Oh, wow. Um, <laughs> guy, a guy I was working the late shift uh, the day after Halloween and um, he he died on his porch and he laid there um, in fact the mailman didn't know he was dead 
okay it was noticed later and they had to like make an announcement the post office said we do not we do not know the carrier delivered mail to the house that day and or we do know he delivered mail to the house that day and he remembered seeing something he thought was related to halloween when the carrier learned it was not the case he was shocked and extremely upset <laughs> i believe that i i just saw a picture today on social media of a display that was so bloody and had so many bodies and was a murder scene that the police have been called multiple times already to the <laughs> residents because of that display. It was pretty gnarly. Wow. Looking. Yes. Yes. Tis the season. Yes, it is. Um, in 2011 uh, at a, a haunted house. So it was one of these ones you walk into people wearing the masks, trying to scare you. Um, a teenager was working there and accidentally somehow hanged herself in a, in a bathroom display where she was supposed to be working. So she's hanging there, kicking and struggling, and people are walking through going, hey, that looks pretty real. Um, it says, marks on the wall in her hands show how hard she fought to get freed. Uh, finally, a, a co-worker was making rounds and saw her hanging there unconscious, so they rushed her to the hospital where she was in a coma for three days. So she's recovered, but uh, suffers from short-term memory loss, dizzy spells, dizzy spells, and occasional blackouts. Wow. Um, that was, uh, yeah, 2011. Uh, in 2009, a man died from an apparent self-inflicted gunshot wound on a Monday and um, because it was Halloween time he really wasn't discovered by the police until Thursday when somebody called it in so everybody thought it was a Halloween decoration Wow. Um, let's see what else oh 2005 a Delaware woman committed suicide by hanging herself from a tree and uh, people thought that it was just a Halloween decoration, didn't call the police or 911. And um, the next morning, finally, somebody realized it was the person who lived in the house. Um, but everybody thought it was a prank. And so you know, finally, it, like hours later, somebody called and <laughs> turned it in. So, um, yeah, kind of a kind of a weird time of year to be doing these things. And uh, finally, in 1997, in Connecticut, a woman was hit by a car outside of a haunted house. Uh, people going by thought it was just part of the display. That woman laying there, bloodied and in pain, was part of the act. Uh, one eyewitness even told police after the fact he saw the woman reach up from her prone position and thought she was one of the haunted house performers. Uh, she eventually died from her injuries. And police tracked down the driver who did hit her, uh, who didn't realize he had hit a person at the time and just kept going. Wow. So, so there's our, there's, there's my fun little segment. Yay. Sufficiently morbid. Very much. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's, those just really struck me as weird. Um, I mean, and, and you wonder why doesn't this happen more often? Uh, things happening to people and um, you know around this time I, I don't want to give anybody ideas but anybody who would do this already had the idea um, <laughs> if you're trying to get away with something this would be the time to do it <laughs> this oh, is that true. bloody bag of body parts in my trunk I'm just going to a party <laughs> <laughs> never mind those it, it would just delay the inevitable but at least you know <laughs> you a damn good story to tell sure what are you in for? Oh, sit down. You're going to love this one. Yeah. 
Nice. So. Was that my cat meow? I must have been. Well, Holy cow. It wasn't mine. I know that. Mine either. My cat's meowing now. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. Just feed the poor thing. Come on, Mike. Huh. Oh, she's tied up. She'll be fine. I have her duct tape to the wall. She'll be in good shape. <laughs> Halloween decoration? Yeah. That's, that's as far as anybody knows. <laughs> Very realistic looking and sounding. Nice. Now she she gets mad because she doesn't get a drink of water out of the tub when she thinks she should, which is all the time. <laughs> right. And so she will do that. She she will be fine. She will be fine. All right, Josiah, you ready? Yeah, ready as I'll ever be. Um, I'm waiting for you to turn up. Yeah, I'm I'm here. I'm I'm here, just sitting in the shadows. Looking I see at you what guys. you did there. Thanks, Steve. I'm glad you caught that. I, I caught it too. I, I just, I just wasn't. Oh, gonna... you didn't think it was funny? Okay. <laughs> I, I thought it was funny. It was, it was funny. Like dad joke, funny. Kind yeah. Of. Okay. There we go. Yeah. More like <laughs> I'm just going to dismiss that one. <laughs> no. Um. So this week I, I, I misunderstood a little bit. So my topic was equipment, and I thought I was supposed to do um, a Halloween-related equipment. So I thought, you know what? I think I can make this work, and I made a personal challenge to myself to try to make it work so if it seems a little convoluted or a bit of a stretch that might be why well, um, this is like an art project yeah you know, like there, the challenge yeah. is in being able to do it it's right. like a haiku there are no wrong answers you yeah know? yeah i kind of felt proud of myself i'm like all right this this will work this will work yeah <laughs> i'm um, looking forward to this so we're going to talk about a sneaky little son of a gun by the name of stingy jack um Stingy Jack was from an Irish, um, like a folklore from the 1700s, and Stingy or Drunk Jack, there, there are two different ways you can call him Stingy Jack or Drunk, drunk Jack, um, the scene is set in an Irish pub, and Stingy Jack is there, and he's, he's drinking, and he's, he's spending his money on his alcohol, and he gets to the point where he realizes he doesn't have any more money. So, hmm. you know, instead of being responsible like any normal human being, he uh, he tells the bartender, hey, serve me up another one, knowing full well that he doesn't have the money, you know, to pay for it. Mm-hmm. So the bartender serves him up, and uh, Stingy Jack drinks it, and... Uh, kind of starts looking around the room thinking, well, how am I going to pay for this? And he, he sees a guy next to him and he's like, hey, he starts to talk to him a little bit and realizes that the guy next to him is in fact the devil. Um, and he, he tells the devil the predicament he's in, you know, all and places. says, yeah, yeah, of all places, there he is. Um, tells him the predicament he's in. He says, hey, I don't have any money to pay for this drink. Would you be interested in transforming yourself into a coin, like a coin shape? And the devil kind of thinks about it a little bit. And yeah, sure, I'll go ahead and <laughs> I'll do that. I'll, I'll I'll play along with the terrible I games. I love these stories. Yeah, they're awesome. So great. So the devil changes himself into a coin, and Stingy Jack, being stingy, thinks to himself, "You know what? I could probably get out of this bar without paying." And he slips the coin very cleverly into his pocket that has a silver cross in it. And he thinks to himself, "I'm going to leverage this situation. I'm going to sneak out of here like like the sneaky fella I am." And he, he sneaks out of the bar without incident. 
and he finds his way out to some, you know, I, who who knows where it was, somewhere outside of the bar, and tells the devil, "Hey, I've pretty much got you trapped right now. You know, you're you're facing up against the silver cross. You can't get out and get back into your normal shape without." you know, making some sort of a deal with me. So he makes a deal with the devil that he'll let him go if the devil doesn't bother him for a whole entire year. So the devil's like, all right, that's pretty, pretty good deal. I won't bug this guy. And yeah, a whole year. I would have, I would have been thinking things he can ask for. Yeah. I was going to say, I'd be thinking like more 20, 30 years, but anyway, um, the devil says, yeah, sure. I'll, I'll go ahead and take that. So, so they, they make the deal and the devil transforms into who he was. He scurries off and a year to the date, he comes back to visit stingy Jack and stingy Jack. Once again, very cleverly thinking tells the devil, Hey, there's a piece of fruit that I really want. And it's up at the very top of this tree. Can you climb up and get it? So the devil being a little bit dumb, I, I would have thought he'd be smarter than this. <laughs> Climbs up to the top of the tree helpful. to yeah yeah just being helpful you know the helpful devil climbs sure. up to the top of the tree to fetch the fruit and all the while stingy Jack is carving a, a cross into the tree which once again traps the devil into the tree oh my yeah okay. so the devil's freaking out like you did it to me again Jack and uh, you know Jack's like well I got a deal for you if if you don't bother me for ten more years and if you can promise me that you're not going to take me to hell when I die. I'll scratch the the cross off the tree, and you can pretty much evacuate and go and do your thing. See, that should have been the day one deal. Well, I agree, and then maybe maybe the bigger deal later on. But I guess Stingy Jack just doesn't care. Um, it's or, the art, the art of the deal. Yep, apparently. absolutely. Okay. So the devil the devil agrees to those terms, and they part they part their ways. Stingy Jack dies about a year later. So. He, he's, um, you know, at the pearly gates and he's standing there and God's like, I don't think I want a guy like you in my kingdom. <laughs> so you can go ahead and go back down to earth. And if, if hell will accept you, great. If not, roam earth. So Stingy Jack makes his way back down to earth as a ghost and the devil's there. And the devil's like, I don't think I want you in my kingdom either. You know, you've been a pretty big shithead. And, uh, you know, I don't want anybody like you down there. You're pretty deceptive and you can trick me easily. And I just don't want that. So I'm going to I'm going to let you roam the earth for the rest of your life in some sort of a purgatory state. So as the devil says that, Stingy Jack's like, all right, he kind of accepts his fate and turns around and starts walking away. And the devil, in a crazy, unusual um I, I guess bit of uh, compassion says, yeah, all right, I, I'm not going to let you walk in the darkness. And he flings him an eternal coal and says, this coal can be held inside of a gourd or some sort of a turnip or something like that as a lantern. So stingy Jack thinks, all right, cool. You know, I, I, I've get at least have a little bit of light that I can meander my way through this terrible purgatory with and carves up a turnip. And by the way, a turnip carved up like a jack-o'-lantern is one of the most frightening things you'll probably ever see. You can Google it. Yeah. You know, anybody out there listening, please check it out. Terrifying. Just terrible. <laughs> and so Stingy Jack is, from that point on, meant to roam the earth with this dimly lit gourd that he carries throughout throughout his, his world. I would um, argue that 
getting himself into this situation might mean that the devil has a dimly lit gourd himself. Yeah, <laughs> very good point. The devil he is not the brightest. Here. I agree. Um, so, so the tradition comes in that the family or the people around the area start seeing this creature who is stingy Jack, this dead looking zombie like guy carrying a gourd. They're like, holy cow, this is really freaky. So what they do to combat that is start carving, um, start carving turnips themselves and carving them in these grotesque faces and like these really spooky looking faces. Whereas the one that stingy Jack's carrying around is just a, just a plain, plain receptacle it doesn't look scary it just got a hole in it and it emits light so they get smart and the the people around the town start carving into like demonic looking faces and setting them outside of their doors in order to scare stingy jack from coming around and trying to do harm or i mean the, the guy was obviously pretty deceptive in his real life so of course afterlife he's going to be you know harming people and taking advantage the, the, of the guy who stuck who faced down the devil and stuck him in his pocket <laughs> is going to be afraid of a glowing board apparently he is <laughs> I, I know i found that kind of fantastic odd. okay uh, apparently he is um okay. so then okay. when the irish started migrating over to the united states in abundance um when they arrived at the u.s they're like all right we don't have turnips you know super plentiful but there is this thing called a pumpkin, you know, that looks pretty cool. Let's try to carve that up and, uh, you know, bring the tradition over to the United States. And um, lo and behold, the pumpkin ended up being a perfect receptacle for that because it's got that beautiful orange glow and it just emits that perfect light. Mm -hmm. And um, Illinois actually is the largest producer of pumpkin, just as a little side note, in the whole country. Uh, so you know the the whole entire the whole entire tradition pretty much came and just spread throughout the United States, and it's known to be a symbol of of Halloween as we know it today. So. You know, in a way, if you think about it, so we're, we're tying this back to paranormal equipment, right? So although <laughs> yeah. back in the 1700s, they wouldn't have had any sort of electronics, but they were known to have, you know, gems and certain things like crystals that could potentially protect them from evil. So I would consider that kind of equipment because even even now you know you go on paranormal investigations with people and I, it's not unusual to have them have a crystal or a gem or something like that um sure. and i would see the pumpkin as a bit of a device to keep something away you know so it's it's kind of along those lines of equipment based um and i'm with you yeah I although it's a long on that one thank you i was gonna say it's a bit of a long stretch but you know <laughs> in in doing what i was hoping to do i think i hopefully tied it together pretty decent but you know, it's kind of neat. It, all the things that we really just take for granted and we don't think about, you know, the meaning behind it that, that we're looking looking at mm -hmm. all over the place. Like, it's just kind of cool to delve into that and find out, hey, this is where it's from, you know. So I, I thought that'd be yeah. kind of cool to share and tell you the little story of Stingy Jack. I think I might have to bring a carved jack-o'-lantern with a candle to the investigation on I like Saturday that idea, night Steve. as a trigger object. Ooh. You never know. I love that idea. Never used one in all the years I've been doing this. No. Why not give it a try? I think that's a super cool idea. Great idea. Yeah. We can call out Stingy Jack. Hey, Jack, we've got an open bar over here. <laughs> <laughs> Good deal. Hey, that, that was very cool. I like that story. Thank you. Stingy Jack. You know, I, I, I've heard versions of that, but for some reason, just hearing it come from you makes it sound 
magical. <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> and and I know so. you implicitly implied it without directly saying it, but obviously the term Jack O' Lantern would be referring to, you know, Jack's actual lantern that Correct. he was given by the devil and everything. Yeah, because I guess it was Jack of the Lantern is what they oh, called mm-hmm. them, and then they just shortened the of to O and then an apostrophe. So. Sure, sure. Yep. Yeah. Very cool. But I mean, they, they've carved anything from gourds to, um, you know, gourds was pretty common. They would dry out gourds and carve those. They would use the pumpkins, of course, the turnips. Um, um, some people even beets. do watermelons, you the, know. They would do beets. Yeah. Because beets. I, 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 yes, as we, as I mentioned in mine, there was one segment I was, or one tradition I was going to skip, and that was the tradition of, you know, of of the English, the Scottish, and the Irish, uh, carving carving jack o' lanterns out of turnips and beets. Yep, beets. Yep, that'd be beets that would kind of cool. Big. I guess turnips aren't either, though. No, I was going to Google. I'd like to see what one looks like. I I saw the um, turnip, but I didn't see the beet. Maybe they grew them bigger in those days. <laughs> I remember eating beets as a kid, and that. Being a, well, I guess I put up with them, but it's not like I was really in love with my, them. My first words as a kid was Mo Beats. Mo Beats? Mo Beats. You wanted more beets, huh? <laughs> yeah. I've oh, always had a here, taste for beets. Here's a picture of a carved beet. I don't know if you can see it oh, yeah. very well. Okay, that's somebody with like way too many magnifying tools and way too much time. <laughs> it does look kind of cool, though. Yeah. Oh, the, uh, yeah, the the turnip faces are just terrifying. Yeah, they yeah, might start a new tradition with that. There the turnip faces remind me of um, the face from the Twilight Zone, where all the people they they get their face wrapped and then they change into something <laughs> like. That's kind of what that reminds me <laughs> they, of. They all look like the pig face kind yes. of look. A lot of them to me look like the shrunken heads, you know. Yeah, I like can see all that. distorted and tiny yeah we need to bring those back <laughs> <laughs> so cool there, there's a tradition i could get back into and this is the time of year to do it because again you get pulled over what are all these heads doing in your trunk halloween party halloween party yep, yep. yeah good times <laughs> all right guys well we were going to keep it short and we almost did that so um <laughs> appreciate your 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 everything you brought with you today this was fun i agree um i know I, I was just saying i agree this was a lot of fun yeah 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 these, these are good ones so um again thank you everybody for listening we really do appreciate it um we're not going to bore you with all the ways you can get in touch with us your big boys and girls you can figure that out so <laughs> at least at least for this time so any any uh last words happy halloween any of that good stuff no i just want to wish everybody happy and very safe halloween um i ah, hope everybody enjoys their enjoys their night happy halloween everyone yes please be responsible this halloween we want to be able to come back to you next year as well so take care of yourselves out there have fun be safe and until next halloween if not before that we will see you in the dark